Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. We are a country in crisis. We're killing each other. We're pointing fingers at each other. We're blaming each other, and nothing is getting solved. Well, now I'm going to point fingers, and I'm going to do some blaming. So like I said, I want you all to listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, lots to talk about today, and quite frankly, none of it is good. We've, we just had a, just what you would call a completely horrific week. These mass shootings, obviously I'm talking about El Paso, I'm talking about Dayton. I mean, it's just, it's a terrible thing to say. It's more the same. It's got to stop. And like I said in my opening, you know, we're killing each other. People are pointing fingers, but everybody points blame. But nothing gets solved. Nothing gets solved. Well, if you have a soul, I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, a conservative, a liberal, a radical, whatever the hell you are. If you have a soul or any kind of heart. We have to sit down and get together and solve this. Because this crap has to stop. And it has to stop immediately. It should have stopped yesterday. But it hasn't. So it has to stop immediately. And look... I could give a rat's ass about owning a gun. I never desired to. I don't. I don't want to. But I I do know some people who do. I know some people who hunt. I know some people who shoot for, um, call it a hobby, sport, whatever. I, I understand that. But everybody needs to understand this. People are dying all the time. And, and, you know, I know about the Second Amendment. But do me a favor. When they... Our founding fathers were writing the Second Amendment, they weren't thinking about people using AK-47s or AR-15s or assault rifles or what have you. 
okay? They weren't thinking about that then. So we have to move forward and think about what the hell is going on now. I'm just getting started on this because there's a lot more to discuss. But there has to be a meeting point and the buck has to stop. And I will tell, tell you this. I haven't been a Trump supporter in any way, shape or form. But I will tell you this. I like what he said. About. You know, things have to, well, of course, things have to improve, but, you know, I I like, and I'm not a death penalty guy, but I like the fact that, you know, if you're a mass murderer, yeah, the death penalty is right there for you, and we have to move it along quickly and swiftly, not drag our heels. You want to go out and kill? Then be killed. Suffer the extreme consequence of your actions. But there's so much more to it. You know, this business, you know, I'm sick of the same old shit. Well, you know, guns don't kill, people do. Bullshit. Okay? Guns in the wrong hands of people. Yeah. So you got to be careful about who can get guns and how guns are acquired. But I don't see any reason anybody anywhere, unless you are in the military, why you should have uh, an assault rifle weapon in your possession. So all that stuff needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I mean, it's Dayton. It, it, it's El Paso. It's Parkland. It, it's Sandy Hook. It's wherever. Our, our insides keep getting ripped out every time we hear this. 20 people, 29 injured. Uh, nine people, 20 injured. Really? It's got to stop. And the reason I keep keep repeating myself here, folks, it's got to stop. It's got to stop because I think everybody on all sides need to get it through their heads and stop pointing a finger. Take the finger. If you want to point it, stick it up your ass. All right. Because that's what this country, that's why we are a country in crisis. Because all anybody does is point fingers instead of solving problems. It, the minute this shit happened, everybody, I, I, <laughs> I'm hearing everybody, all, all the people on the Democratic side, and folks, I've been raised a Democrat, but they're pushing me away. But all I'm hearing... The president's fault. It's Trump's fault. Really? You're going to blame the president? You're going to blame Donald Trump for what happened in El Paso? You're going to b- blame Donald Trump for what happened in in uh, Dayton? Really? 
But it's enough. I didn't hear people blaming uh, Barack Obama, who I voted for. I didn't hear people blaming Barack Obama for Sandy Hook because it would have been stupid. But all it is is pointing fingers, pointing fingers. So like I say, take the fingers and stick them up your ass. This has to stop. It has to stop. And, and, and you know, there's, there's something else that has to stop. We all love our children. We all love our children. We don't want to think our children. And, you know, that's a lot of parents do that. I wasn't raised that way, by the way, but I was also raised in a different time. But today it seems like, oh, no, little Johnny, little Mary, they can't do anything wrong. I, I, we have to look for warning signs, for signs that say, hmm, something's amiss here. Something's not right. Whether it's your own kid, whether it's your friend's kids, whether it's your niece, your nephew, your uncle, whatever. We have to notice signs. And if we see signs, as much as it might hurt, you have to address those signs. You know, why does little Johnny or big Johnny want a gun? Is it just for sport? Why? And some of the stuff that they're tweeting and putting on the internet and what, is he just talking? Or is this talking to lead to something? There has to be there has to be monitoring. You know, you don't, we all feel, well, we don't like people looking over our shoulders. I hate to say this. We're getting to a point where, yeah, we need to have our shoulders looked over. Because social media and the internet has created a very dark situation. It's also given cowards a place to flourish. Because they wouldn't have the balls to say some of the stuff and, 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 and preach some of the stuff publicly, so that, you know, in person. So they do it via the Internet, via Twitter, via Facebook, wherever, wherever the hell it is. It's got to stop. So if... If you're going to tell me, well, you know, Russ, we need to put something in place where we can look over people's show. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Because we all have to be protected. We all have to be protected. How about the wonderful job the police did in Dayton? Like it was something like within less than a minute, less than a minute, they got the shooter less than a minute. And by reacting so fast, God knows how many 
How many more? Could have been a hundred more people. How many lives were saved by the cops? So bravo to the police in Dayton. But that brings me to another situation. That brings me to another situation. How about, you know, we're quick to complain. People are quick to complain about the police. Oh, they overreacted. They reacted too fast. They reacted too harshly. I don't hear anybody complaining about the police with the the reaction to how the police acted in Dayton. And, And what I'm bringing about is in our own backyard here. In New York City. I'm talking about, you know, Officer Pantaleo, Pantaleo, you know, with the Garner death. Listen, uh, it's a very difficult situation, and, and I understand I firmly understand how Garner's family feels. Okay? I I get it in every way, shape, or form. I, I totally understand how they feel. You're losing a loved one. It's a terrible thing. And not only are you using a loved one, you're losing a loved one in a terrible fashion. But let's look at the entire situation. To call Officer Pantaleo a murderer, number one, I think is wrong. I also don't, I think it's not fair. Daniel Pantaleo has been, it's been suggested that he gets fired. You know, for putting what they call the chokehold on Eric Garner. Now, look, again, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible way that Garner, uh, it's terrible that he died. But he was not a well man. He had asthma, highly overweight, had health problems. He also wasn't, and and I'm not, believe me, I'm not putting somebody selling loose cigarettes in the same uh, vein as a... um, you know, bad drug dealer or something like that. But he had been arrested for the same crime before. Uh, he was told to move. You know, I'm going on. F- folks, you've heard this story before. My, my point being, you can't ask a cop to do a job and then not allow him to do a job. 
in apprehending Eric Garner, did can we say things got out of hand? Yeah, I could say that. And unfortunately, it's a terrible thing. Somebody lost their life. But. Are we going to tie the hands of our police? We have seen what has happened in this city in recent weeks. We've seen gutless, spineless punks dousing our police with, with water with buckets of water, and the cops don't react. We've seen punks on a subway getting in a cop's face saying, suck my dick, suck my dick, over and over again. And the cops didn't do anything. If, as suggested... Commissioner, Police Commissioner O'Neill fires Daniel Pantaleo. You're going to have mayhem on your hands. Mayhem on your hands. Then people will piss and moan, well, why didn't the cop respond when I needed help? So, folks, I, I implore everybody... Black and white, I it, black, white, blue, green, yellow. I implore everybody to think about what you wish for. Because I am going to tell you, if Daniel Pantaleo gets fired, that's what you're going to have. And you're going to have people pissing and moaning. Well, why didn't the cops respond when I needed them? You know why? Because their hands were tied. They're not allowed to do their jobs. Uh, To be a police officer in New York City is a tough job. Quite frankly, if you ask me, it's a horseshit job. It's a thankless job. This is a tough city, and they got a tough job to do. Times have changed, but man, and, and but let me tell you something. My, my day, if you looked at a cop, if a cop looked at you the wrong way, you would run. Not, today it's different. It's not like, what the fuck you looking at, officer? Who are you? Like I'm telling you, we saw that we saw that visual on that subway. This punk looking in two cops' faces, suck my dick, and nothing's happening to him. Real, think about it. How about and, and again, the the cops who are being doused with water, with a, you know, with a mob around them, people laughing. And, and I've said this before. You know what would have happened? Let's say they were dousing a cop with water. People were around them, and he tripped and fell. And now you got people on, and maybe you know now, now maybe. A gun comes out, and a gun is fired, and someone's killed. Then what do we have on our hands? Then we have Al Sharpton. That's when Al Sharpton shows up. 
See, Al, Al Sharpton shows up after the fact. He never shows up before the fact to tell his community, well, let's be careful how we act. And I feel terrible for Eric Garner's daughter. She's front and center. But, you know, but she's standing there, implore, you know, imploring everybody to make sure he, um, uh, the police officer, Pantaleo, gets fired. And wearing that T-shirt, which I don't like, murderer. Because he's not a murderer. It's an unfortunate situation. But she's standing there, and who is standing over her shoulder? Al Sharpton. I didn't see Al Sharpton in Brownsville the week before when somebody opened up at a nice block party. Gang-related. I didn't see him standing there calling a press conference to Im- implore his community to stop this. we got to stop killing each other. I didn't hear that. I stopped listening to Al Sharpton 30-some-odd years ago over the Tawana, Ro- Tawana Brawley situation. Al Sharpton is nothing but a troublemaker. He's a race-baiting troublemaker. But if you want to nail the people, if you want to nail cops, then you better think. You really better think. Because I'm going to tell you something. You are going to have... Listen. Commissioner O'Neill has a tough decision. Because I know what's... You know what's going to happen. If if he fires the people... If he fires uh, Pantaleo... Well, then you know what? Then the people are going to be happy. But the cops are going to be miserable. And if he and if he doesn't fire him, then you're going to have marches and protests. So it's kind of you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. But I pray, I pray that O'Neill has the balls to make the right decision would be not to fire the police officer. Because if you fire him, basically you're going to be firing the police department. Because they will be gun shy. They will, you're going to have such an awful situation. It's, it's going to be the worst you've seen. It's, it will be terrible. Because cops are going to be afraid to do their job. And if you're a parent, why would you want your, your husband, your son or your daughter to grow up to be a cop? Such a respectable job. Why would you want that? If, if here you are to protect and 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 you know save, and you're not allowed to do that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, oh, there are bad cops. There are bad people out there. But a cop 
that's what a cop's job is to protect. You can't put a cop out there, ask him to do a job, and then criticize him for doing it. Don't get me wrong. Criticism comes with the territory, and if something is being done wrong, or if there had to be a better way, listen, I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate that what happened to Eric Garner. I, I don't think they knew that he was an asthmatic when they, you know, put a hold on him. But I'm not the. What's done is done. What's done is done. It is not going to get better. Unless we all work together. So everybody out there, if you're one of those people who wants to see him fired, be careful for what the consequences will be. Because two things can happen. Number one, the cops will want to turn their back. But two... A cop will be set up. How? How? Now you might be asking, well, what do you, Russ, what do you mean a cop's going to be set up? Because as soon as something is not viewed to be handled properly, then automatically a cop is going to be accused of not doing their job. This is a very difficult decision for Commissioner O'Neill, but I pray that he has the balls. To come forward and say, no, uh, I'm not putting him out there. I'm going to put him in an administrative position, a desk job, but he's not losing his job. I'm not firing him from the police department. And you know what? If O'Neill does that, it might cost him his job. It might cost O'Neill his job because Dumbo de Blasio, our worthless mayor, you know, who's gutless, might just fire him because of that. But you know what? O'Neill will show, not New York City, he'll show, show the world who and what he is. He will show true leadership. So I... I I hope O'Neill has the guts to do that. I don't know. I just hope that he has the guts to do that. But also, as as I said, folks, you know, when I was talking earlier, you know, in my open, when I said, you know, how we're killing each other, we're pointing fingers, we're blaming each other. Last week, AOC... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. All right. She came out in a radio interview saying that people such as Palestinians have no other option than to riot because they're marginalized by Israel. Okay. I quote Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Once someone doesn't have access to clean water, they have no choice but to riot, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. 
I'm not even just talking about Palestinians. I'm talking about communities in poverty in the United States. I'm talking about Latin America. I'm talking about all over the world. Are you kidding me? Now, this is an elected official. This is one of the squad. Okay? She is one of the squad. Now, what would happen if I, Russ Salzberg, or you, Joe Blow, or Mary, whatever your name is, we were calling, suggesting people should riot? You tell me. What do you think? What kind of... I'll tell you what. I'd be fired. You're suggesting, you are a, an elected official and you are suggesting rioting? That's your choice? I'm not even getting into her anti-Semitic crap. Because she is a flat-out anti-Semite. I mean, really, that goes without question. But think about what we're talking about. An elected official suggesting. To riot. I'd never heard of anything so reprehensible in my life. It also leaves me scratching my head how the hell this thing got elected. I mean, really? I've never heard of anything. Can you imagine? And again, I'm not a Trump supporter. Can you imagine? If he said that, if the, some Republican said that, and again, you're talking to somebody who's been a lifelong Democrat. I do not. How How is this person, how is AOC allowed to get away with this shit? Besides being stupid, and I do think she's stupid. She's a flat-out racist anti-Semite. Be done with her as far as I'm concerned. And then you have another one of her compadres in the squad. Ihan Omar from Minnesota. I don't know if you happen to catch it. This was last week. It surfaced her uh, an interview that she did in 2000. In 18, when, when she was asked about the rise of Islamophobia. Okay. Her answer was, I would say our country, this is Omar. 
who also made her anti-Semitic remarks in the past. I would say our country should be more fearful of white men across our country because they are actually causing most of the deaths within our country. I continue to quote. And so if fear was the driving force of policies to keep America safe, Americans safe inside of this country, we should be profiling, monitoring and creating policies to fight the radicalization of white men. Now, these are people, Omar and AOC, these are people who point fingers. These are people who blame others. And I say to you, how the hell does this shit get allowed? Suppose somebody said exactly what she said in referring to black men. Hmm? Brown men, yellow men. What the hell do you, what kind of uproar would we have? But this shit is okay to get swept under the rug? I read this stuff and I watched it. I watched the video. Go look it up for yourselves because you'll find it. She was suggesting that people should be more fearful of white men than jihadists. Yeah, okay. This is from a person who came to this country, was educated in this country, and elected in this country. She is an example of what you can achieve in this country. And no pun intended, she's got the balls to come out with shit like that. And then you have another one of their her, their compadres in the squad. What's uh, Ayanna Presley? You know, what what was the what what'd she say? She doesn't no more black faces that don't want to be a black voice. Oh no 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 more brown faces that don't want to be a, a, a voice. Oh really? So now she's telling black people and brown people, if you're not going to get on board, we don't want want you. Oh, okay, it's either my way or the highway. I mean, it's a joke. It's a serious joke, but it's a joke. It's it's unbelievable that these people can sit here and talk this shit and get away with it. I think it's flat out reprehensible. L- l- let me tell you, I wanted to talk today. <laughs> I wanted to talk about sports. I wanted to talk about the Mets regrouping, getting back into the thick of things. I wanted to talk about the Yankees rebounding from a, a, a terrible week the week before to sweeping the Red Sox. That's what I wanted to talk about. But this this stuff is too important. So like I say, if you're one of those people who want to 
point fingers about gun control. If if you're the AOCs and 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 if you're one of those people, like for, for whatever the hell reason you want to listen to AOC or you want to listen to Omar, well then hear what I just told you because I'm not making it up. It's not fiction; it's fact. Again, you want to point fingers, take the finger and stick it up your ass if you're going to buy into that crap. Because this country right now is in crisis. It's in dire straits. And people like that are our elected officials. I'm sorry. You, you can point your fingers. All, and I'm, believe me, I'm not a defender of Donald Trump. But if you want to point your fingers at Trump, some of these people need to be pointing the fingers at themselves. Because like I say, we are a country in crisis and it needs to be fixed immediately. And if you care about the country... Again, whether you're a Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative or radical, look in the mirror or and look at the people around you on your side, because maybe the people on your side aren't really on your side. They're just shit disturbers looking to cause trouble. Maybe that's the case. Because if this country is ever going to get fixed... We're going to have to get together. And right now, everybody's just far, far apart. And that's a wrap on today. Once again, folks, I'd like to thank all of you for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, you can always contact me on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg, on my website, russsalzberg.com. Check me out there. My thanks to Matt Meany taking care of me today while Crash is still on vacation. To Tim Einico, my outstanding OG podcast producer. Dave Labrosi, 77 WABC program director. Matt Dahl, his outstanding assistant. And last but certainly not least, you the fans out there. Because without you the fans out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.